Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of A Work in Progress. I know it's been a while, but we're back to talk about business, mindset, and personal growth. I'm here with my lovely co-host Afgar, and I'm Picard. Uh, today we're going to be talking about personal finance, very important topic for people our age as we're starting to make more money and think more clearly about our future. But first things first, uh, Afgar, how was your week? It was good. It's good. Very busy. Nice. Hence nice. the hiatus. Yes, it's been a while. You know, many of our listeners are, are desperate for new. I've been, new I've been, I've been quite busy ever since school started. You know, mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. social activities. Wow! Wow! Um, uh, joining clubs and like, yeah. Um, I knew that once school started, especially because of like COVID and everything, I wanted to like really get the most out of my university experience because I think past few years I've been like oh, I'll do that you know when I'm in third year I'll do that in fourth year that's fair enough I, yeah I get that. and now get it's fourth that. year and you know I gotta like get my money's worth aren't you in school for like eight years though aren't you gonna be an eighth year student <sighs> that's the plan that's the plan, that's eighth, the plan. eighth year undergrad <laughs> we'll yeah. see yeah okay <laughs> we'll see how long they let me delay graduating <laughs> <laughs> okay well anyways mm-hmm. um what, you, I, what have I been up to you've been playing Far Cry I've been playing Far Cry 6. I've been playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Why? Dude, because it's it's solid. I had to comp it, man. Why? Remastered, remastered 1 and 2. It's good. It's good. It's a good game. Yeah, but the ending... No, 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 no. They, 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 they've changed. Like, they added... Like, they fleshed it out a little bit more. It's still shitty, but like... Bro, it was literally choose the color of the explosion. No, no, no but now, now it's it's better. It's okay, better. okay. I'll, I'll take your. I'm not gonna go okay. play. I'll just take two, your word two, for it. Two was phenomenal though. Yeah, two's like, good. Two two's good. Great. Two's really I, good. I had a really great. Time I, two. Two's one of the best RPGs I've played. Yeah, so I've just been playing video games and fucking around. But did you see the uh, Obsidian like Skyrim? I I saw. I didn't see the one you sent, but I saw like pictures of it before. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it looks pretty. I'm good. excited. That's all. That's all. Only took a decade. Yeah, I mean, it would be funny that like. By the time... If like, they release Elder Scrolls 6? Yeah, by the time we're yeah. like 30, you're going to be like, damn, yo, Skyrim was released like 20 years, 20 years ago? Yeah. yeah. Damn, that's nuts. Okay, well, anyways, back to topic. <laughs> yeah, back to topic. Back to topic. Um, personal finance. So uh, this is a really important topic that a lot of people, I think our generation, skip over. Um, a lot of people seem to think that just leaving all your money in your savings account is great and even though that used to work maybe like 10 20 years ago um, it does not work so well now because interest rates are dog shit um don't you know a lot of people who uh bro i know people who just have checking accounts and that's like oh, what the fuck you doing oh no, yeah uh, me too me too if, uh, i'm sorry if i offend anybody but like just, just i feel like there's basic things that you yes. should know like i know people who are like study like they're in university or they're like in college they're like working on their degree they're working towards their future Mm -hmm. and they're not doing like the simplest things which is like securing the wealth that you need in order to have said future exactly exactly um i know people who don't have credit cards it's like yep uh another thing (laughs) we'll touch on is credit cards in a little bit but yeah it's it's super important that you invest your money properly like it's ironic to call it savings nowadays because you actually just lose money every year in a savings account. The reason why is because we're at a time where interest rates set by your bank are really, really low. And I don't want to get into the economics of it. But um, right now, I know my personal savings account, which is a quote unquote high yield savings. 
uh, I think it yields like 0.05% uh, a year. Yeah, I have a high interest, uh, high E-interest RBC mm-hmm. savings account. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the interest rate on that is, I think, yeah, 0.005% or something. But then for like the first six months or something, that's how they get you. The first six months, it was like 1% interest yeah, rate. It's one, yeah, it's 1% the first six 1%. months. Like, like that's something crazy. Yeah, like know? it's like they were like selling the shit out of that. Yeah, and like... Yeah. No, obviously, like, when I went, first went to go open my bank account, I didn't know what the fuck anything was. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the lady was telling me, she was like, oh, it's a really good interest account. You know, you put money in here, like, it'll make your money grow. Yeah. And then you just take their word for it because, you know, they're professionals. But, you know, yep. you go home and just punch in the math and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And and a lot of um, our parents, like, generation or higher, like, they came from a time when interest rates were actually pretty significant, too. Like, savings rates they, were, like, 5%. They came from a time where interest rates were really high. Mm-hmm. And also, they didn't have the access to, like, assets like we do today. That's right. That's right. Like, mm-hmm. buying assets now is so easy. Like, anyone can do it. You can, I can literally do it on my phone right now. Whereas uh, back in the day, if you had to do it, you had to get a broker. You had to like phone someone to like get it for you. You had to get That's the right. quotes in. That's right. Um, if you want, to, there was no like real time stock market checking unless yeah. you like worked in an actual like firm. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. Nowadays with apps like Robinhood, um, especially down in the States, which mm-hmm. created a lot of buzz, um, people can... We have Simple here, yeah. Simple Trade. Wealthsimple. Yeah, you can literally just buy a stock like instantly on, yeah. on a trading day and it's so much easier. You know, back in the day, like the the way that you can do it through a bank is still pretty cumbersome. You got to sign into your bank account, go to the direct investing, yeah. page, set up direct investing account. They charge commission. They charge commission. Like um, 10 bucks a trade. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah but with apps like, you know, Wealthsimple, um, it's it's a lot easier. We're not, we're not sponsored by Wealthsimple. I'm just mm-hmm. saying it's it's a useful app. That we both, we app both that use. use Wealthsimple. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, you know, I they used to teach... Um, the lesson of like, you know, time value. Oh, they still do, but uh, the lesson of time value of money and how like uh, the key to kind of creating wealth for yourself and your family, et cetera, is through like compound growth, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of people like just kind of accept that and then they're just like, oh, you know, my my growth will compound over time with 0.05% interest, yada, yada. Like they don't really think about like... Or a lot of people assume that they're future like paycheck mm-hmm. will be able to uh, will be enough to like sustain them that's right and to a certain degree yeah like if you're making like a fuck ton of money mm-hmm. yes that mm-hmm. might be able to sustain you mm-hmm. but the reality is most people are probably like i feel like most people would be lucky to make like low six figures like yep. in like the hundred thousand yep. range especially and even in, in vancouver yeah especially in Man- that's the thing yeah. i want to touch on was like especially in vancouver like even with like a six-figure salary in vancouver mm-hmm. I feel like the cost of living is just so high. Like you're yeah. going to need to have other sources of not only income, mm-hmm. but also other sources to like grow and just, if not even grow, just to maintain your wealth as right. a hedge against inflation. That's right. And if you're not in like a career where it's like a very structured and safe and secured path for you, there's <laughs> lots of periods of time in your life where you're not, you're in between jobs, you know, you're working and like, the, the value of, you know, your money and et cetera, it's, it's important to have it appreciate and grow while you're like not receiving income, right? Like a lot of, you know, our friends will be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not working during this part, period of this period. I got to just like budget and not spend money at all. No, that's 100% true. But like if you had invested your money into simple things, index fund, um, 
in relate, relation to stocks, like at least you have your money working for you. Even mm -hmm. if it's not a lot, it's still appreciating, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't want to just leave it all in savings where it's guaranteed to lose you money because of inflation. Um, so we'll touch on inflation in a little bit and like with some uh, actual figures behind inflation. Is there anything else you want to mention? Uh, yeah. Um, we're not really opposed to savings accounts. Mm -hmm. um, savings accounts have their purpose. And the mm -hmm. main reason of a savings account is that you have liquid money that's accessible to you. Exactly. At yep. any whim. Yep. So let's say, um, I don't know, you get laid off from work or something. Mm -hmm. um, the market's like bad right now. So pulling out your like investments right now probably wouldn't be the best idea. Mm -hmm. That's why having a savings account is good because it's sort of like, it's a nest egg. It's like yep. a safety net in case anything happens. Yep. You have money immediately to like, for your daily expenses and for you to live life mm -hmm. by, for you to live life by. That being said, um, that money that you have to sustain you for however many months, like once you reach that cap where like you feel satisfied that if I was to lose my job today, I have enough money set aside that it could last me for the next half a year or something mm -hmm. while I try and find another job. Mm -hmm. Anything more than that, I, I believe you should be putting towards your investments and yes. growing your wealth. Yes, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, exactly. I have um, uh, my portfolio has you know a ton of different assets, but I, I still keep a lot of money in my savings because you know I might need some cash for you know yeah taxes, you never know what'll happen yeah etc. Um, so it's important that you do have savings, but it's also important that anything like like you said you know more than like a year horizon mm -hmm. on the on on your you know kind of like path to whatever you're trying to do. It's important that you invest it properly. Um, so I want to start talking about, you know, the idea of like cash versus assets. You know, someone isn't really rich or wealthy if they just have a lot of cash. Like it's important that they have a lot of assets. And what I mean by assets is like things that, you know, can help you make money, you know, while you sleep or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I think those are really important. Um, and assets could be anything you're into. Like it's, you know, we have super popular uh, options, like the real financial securities like you know stocks bonds etc those are all uh, those are all assets and it's great to have a portfolio of you know especially stocks with like you've mentioned how easy it is to mm -hmm. invest um i mean like for wealth simple what was what was your initial deposit like 50 bucks uh yeah like yeah 50 bucks too, just too. to like try it out see if yeah. it'll work or not yeah and it was it's free commission um, yeah you buy anything you want whenever you want it's super money. accessible whereas if you were to try to open one with your bank or something i think there's like a minimum like you have to deposit yeah. like a thousand or something yeah it's cumbersome um and yeah stocks are super easy to do these days um i personally use wealth simple and quest trade um there are these are considered brokerages so they're not really like banks but they're like a financial institution that you know helps you buy stock mm -hmm. we're not really gonna say like what sort of stocks you should be buying because you should honestly go in if you this if this is for your future you should be willing to at least you know half-ass do a google search to like learn about how to that's a very how to point. buy yes. this yes um listening to this podcast isn't gonna fix all your future wealth problems yes this is just a starting point to sort of like kickstart you into thinking about your financial future Indeed. but that being said uh stocks are a great way to get make money mm -hmm. also a great way to lose a lot of money yep, yep. um so like before you do any sort of investment, read up on it, uh, learn the risks and make a educated investment choice. Mm -hmm. um, throughout this podcast, uh, we can give you some resources to like get started. Mm -hmm. But in this episode, at least, we're not going to tell you 
that yourself because I truly believe that like this is something that's important enough that like everyone should do their own research on. Yep, hundred percent. Super great points there. You you should go do research on it. Okay. It's not that hard. Like there's literally like tons of YouTube channels yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, Investopedia is a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reddit. Uh, it has some good advice, Reddit's but it's also bad. got yeah. Yeah. You, you depending on where you look your mileage um, may vary yeah. yeah uh one thing i will say though as with uh any sort of anything that involves like people being able to get like a financial gain uh there's a lot of like investment gurus or like people who are like oh invest with me and i'll get your whatever mm-hmm. times return mm-hmm. or like uh i don't know if you've seen on instagram the forex trading squad yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. A little, um little shady yeah so just like be careful and uh, know where your money's going. Uh, I'm a true believer in that, like, any information you want to find out, it's out there in the internet yes. somewhere for free. Yes. You don't need to pay someone or you don't need to, like, be in someone's course to, like, learn it. That's right. No matter what they promise, um, because you don't know whether those promises are true or not, and you have no way of validating them. Exactly. Yeah. I would say I'm pretty knowledgeable about, like, investments and, like, I guess like in the in equity. And did you world. take a course or anything? I did not. No, yeah. no, no, no course, none whatsoever. I just, you know, kind of podcast, YouTube, yep. Google. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And through through experience, of course. Yeah. Um, and it's it's good to manage your risk tolerance, not blow all your money and just be smart with your money. And all that information is accessible for you for free mm-hmm. on the internet. You just need to take the time to find it and do your research. Exactly. And one key thing that I, I've learned over my years of digging is, you know, if something sounds too good to be true, usually it is. If, like you said, if some trading guru was like, I've made like $1 million in like three months. Just think about it this way. If he can make a million dollars in three months, why the fuck does he need your hundred bucks to join his course? That's right. That's like right. what fuck? You really think this guy who's making millions and yeah. millions has nothing better to do with his life than help random strangers on the internet. Like people that's are true. nice. That's true. But there's like a certain level at which their niceness caps out at. that's true that's true yeah um so just be careful be careful with your money um and you know i bet i would like to bet money that a lot of you listening to this have never even considered you know investing in stocks and stuff but it's really simple and like like i said we're not gonna handpick stocks for you to buy but like if you were to look into it index funds super great index funds and etfs would be a good starting point to yep. look into yeah um these are usually very safe stocks mm-hmm. uh, because they're actually um, they're, they're benchmarking like the entire yeah. American economy, yeah. et cetera. So like it's very hard for like like an index fund is an index of that's right various different companies. That's right, and you're buying that. And yep. an ETF, there's sector ETFs and also like index fund ETFs. Mm-hmm. Um, an ETF is an exchange traded fund, and it just has like lots of companies in it. Mm-hmm. So you're diversifying it mm-hmm. by buying this one ETF. Mm-hmm. Whatever we're saying right now might just sound like gibberish to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I promise one quick Google search as to what an ETF is on Investopedia will clear mm-hmm. that right up mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. And the larger point that I want to make is it's like it's not, you know, this is not a stocks episode. Um, we can do a stocks episode in the future, but this I'm not telling you to, you know, put all your money in stocks, yada, yada, you'll get rich. I'm just saying you should consider diversifying your wealth into different assets, right? You should get out of the mindset that Mm -hmm. having cash is what's going to make you rich. Exactly. It's not going to. Exactly. Just to give you like a simple example that I'm pretty sure everyone of you can relate to, um, all of our listeners are probably like our age. Mm -hmm. When we were in high school, I remember the McDouble was like 
it was like two bucks. It was under two bucks for under sure. Under two bucks, like one fifty. Yeah, it was like yeah. yeah, it was like under two bucks for sure. Like I know that for a fact because yeah. I worked at McDonald's. Yeah. Now it's almost like three. I think it's three something. Yeah, it's like three fifty or something. Because I know shit. you can buy a McDouble meal for four fifty or something. Like, it's for like bull- five bucks. Some, bullshit, some shit bro. Like that. It's, yeah. It's, Dude, a quarter pounder used to be like four dollars. Yeah. Right? And now a quarter pounder meal with cheese is like 10, 10, 11 bucks, mm-hmm. which is insane. But it goes to show you that your it's dollars, inflation. Yeah, it's yeah. inflation. It happens with fiat currency, which we do have. Um, by fiat, I mean that you know our governments can just print money to whenever they'd like um, in an effort to you know. Uh, and we're not going to get into economic that. theory, yes, but we're not going to get into that. But like that's just how it works in like almost every country. In every country, I mean. You know, and that's why when they print more dollars, your existing dollars lose value, right? Because there's more supply. I'm sure you've heard of your parents being like, oh, back in my day, this mm-hmm. used to be, uh, I used to be able to buy bread for like exactly. 10 like, cents. Like, like on my, my, uh, my house, I bought it for $10,000. Yeah, I bought my right? house for 10000 Same shit, same $10,000 then was worth a lot different yes. compared to $10,000 today. Exactly. And if you had $10,000 you hid under your mattress for a hundred years, that shit would be worth jack would, shit yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. It. But if you bought a house with that, which is a type of asset, real estate, you'd be crazy wealthy. That would mm-hmm. be like, you know, $2 million, $3 million on a good day in fucking East Vancouver, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it goes to show you um, that you should just look into different types of assets, right? And it's it doesn't have to always be, it should be about appreciation, but it you know, if it appreciates and like keeps up with inflation, that's that's already half the battle, right? Like ideally you want your stocks to gain, you know, 10% a year, you know, make you lots of money, make you rich, sure. But like the least you want to do is protect the wealth you already have, right? A lot of investors, billionaires we're talking about, like super rich people, they don't mind underperforming the market if it means that like they conserve their wealth, right? Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of like, you know, um, big like capital funds exist because they are like, oh, you know, we're not, we can't beat the market or we're not, we're trying to beat the market, but we can't. But like the investors, the big name investors will be happy if you can get like, you know, 5% a year because they want to keep up with inflation. And sadly enough, inflation this year, I think it's leaning towards like four to 5%. I believe uh, the past few years hasn't been as bad. It's just because of like the COVID subsidies and everything that uh, the entire world has been pumping out. Um, And it's kind of sad because like, on average, your inflation rate for like the past while has been around two to three percent, um, and I do have sources on that, and it's it's crazy. Like you're literally guaranteed to lose two to three percent of your money a year, whereas if you just put it into something, you're there's a risk, but you're really quick. To gain. Just to clarify, by mm-hmm. losing money, we don't mean that the actual dollar amount goes less. Mm-hmm. Uh, by losing money, we mean the amount of stuff that you can buy with that yes. money. Yes, good Becomes less. Yes. Um, so going back to the uh, McDouble analogy, yep. the McDouble used to be two dollars. Let's say it was yes. two dollars back yes. like five years ago. Mm-hmm. If I had five bucks, I could buy. If I had six dollars, I could buy three McDoubles. Mm-hmm. And now the McDouble's like three bucks. Mm-hmm. And with that same six dollars, I can only buy two McDoubles. Mm-hmm. So I I I'm one McDouble short. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So if you, that's, I know that's a really simple example, big. but if you take that and apply it to different things. Yeah. Uh, all of these little, little changes, these incremental changes add up. Like mm-hmm. the price of gas goes up, the price of uh, your rent goes up, price of food goes up, price of like um, going out to dinner goes up. And like all of these changes are like slowly devaluing the money that you have in your savings account. Yep, exactly. And it's it's horrible. Like it's a lot of, because I, I know a lot of friends and I'm, I'm not your same friends, but like mm-hmm. 
they just leave it in their savings account and they're like, life's good, you know, I'm making more per hour, you know, like people, yeah. a lot of people, people think. People also like think that investing in stuff, it's like an old people thing. Like they should yeah. be worrying about this when they're old. Yeah. But one of the main ingredients to having success, like to building wealth is time. time. Yeah. Yes. And you need time in order to get your investments growing. Exactly. It's like anything else. It's like, you know, growing a tree. Exactly. Making a recipe. Mm-hmm. You need time in order for things to work. That's right. A very popular saying in investing is what matters most is time in the market, not timing the market. Mm-hmm. Ideally, if you live, if you had superpowers and whatever, you would like to buy the bottom and the top of every stock market crash, bull run, whatever, and you'd be rich in like two years, right? Okay, yeah, everyone wishes they could do that. But the problem is you can't. It's very hard. Like I know personally where I've like seen like, certain investments of mine like skyrocket like you know human emotion is just very sensitive you just think it'll keep going up Mm -hmm. okay like i've had my account go like insanely like exponent we're talking like exponential parabolic growth and i'm like the next day i'm like yeah it's gonna go higher it's gonna go higher like like why it's already gone so much higher but like that's just human nature right you reach a stage of like euphoria you think you can it's gonna go up forever you think you're gonna win forever but you know the truth is you just gotta buy hold safe or decent investments and you know uh, cash out when you're ready to cash out um so i do want to talk about um the types of accounts just for a little bit i don't want to delve too deep into it but a lot of people don't have or don't know what a tfsa is so a tfsa is a tax-free savings account mm-hmm. and what it's a little confusing because you might think savings account it's just another place where I put cash in. Mm-hmm. But no, it's a tax-free account where you can put assets in. Yes. Cash is an asset that you can put in there, but I don't recommend putting cash in your tax-free savings account because you want to put assets in there that will appreciate. Yes. And this way, when you withdraw those assets, let's say 5, 10, 20 years from here or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. Um, you won't get taxed on that. Exactly. Um, there are other types of accounts. RRSP is very important too. It's a registered retirement savings plan. Very similar to TFSA. How I like to think of these, it's like how my one of my teachers in high school described. Imagine a TFSA as a filing cabinet, okay, with three drawers or many drawers. And each drawer is like a different type of asset. You have stocks in one drawer, you have, you know, bonds in one drawer, and you have, I don't know, GICs in one drawer, right? And they're all in your TFSA cabinet. That's how you should kind of visualize it. Um, don't put just cash in your TFSA. It does not appreciate. You're wasting your room. The thing about these accounts is you just can't, you can't put like unlimited money in there. You, all the earnings that you have in these accounts are tax-free, but there are some restrictions. There's a certain amount that you can put in uh, each year. That's right. Um, and you can find out this account, uh, this amount super easily. You just got to sign up on the CRA website. Yep. Uh, got to complete the verifications just so they know who you are, who you say you are. Yep. And then uh, somewhere on the website, I think at the bottom, it'll give you your yearly amount that you can put in. Mm-hmm. And if you've never put anything into your tax-free savings account, it'll give you the amount that's cumulatively um, yes. made available to you. That's right. And how much you can put into that. That's there right. are penalties for if you go over your uh, TFSA amount. Yes. I don't know what they are off the top of my head. But like I said, mm-hmm. this isn't about like giving you everything you need to know. This is just about like giving you little pieces in which you can yes. start researching and learning what to do. Here's here's a... Here's a Here's a story I've heard that will pique your interest. Um, after I'm not sure if you've heard this story, but a certain investor, very wealthy guy, 
in the States. So in the States, they have a Roth IRA, which is kind of like a TFSA. Mm -hmm. I don't know the specifics, but it is tax-free. All the gains are tax-free in there, okay? He was the co-founder of PayPal, and he was the co-founder of Palantir Technologies. He turned, I don't know, millions, uh, tens of millions, a few million, 100 million. I'm not sure. I think he, I think it was tens of millions. He put it, or he, there was, no, no, no. It was not even millions. It was like barely anything. Maybe a few hundred thousand dollars, I think. And he was able to turn it into 2.2 billion tax-free, all tax-free. In his, in his fucking tax-free account, which is insane. That's the power of... And like now they're trying to close like a loophole that he used. Like he... Because he bought like PayPal shares at like really cheap or something. Like before 99, right? Yeah. So it was like insane growth. It, like imagine making billions in your team. And it's tax-free. You don't need to pay tax on it. If right? you bought Apple 800 bucks in the 90s. Yeah. It's like what? 95 billion? Uh yeah well yeah when they found it yeah when you found when, when the apple it. was founded yeah probably yeah apple's worth like two trillion or some shit like that no it's ridiculous but anyways do research on it stop wasting your TFSA you know actually look into buying appreciating assets okay super important um now I want to kind of get into switch gears I want to talk about credit cards a little bit I think it's a super useful financial tool that everyone should consider and use um. Do you want to start us off with a little anecdote or anything? Sure. So uh, credit cards are important because of your credit score. And your credit score basically just gives creditors, the uh, creditor in this case is anyone who's willing to give you a loan, a baseline to how reliable you are in yes. paying your debts. Yes. And it's important to have, before you continue, it's important to have like your own credit card. A lot yes. of people have yes. like their mom or dad sign on to it because they got it at an early age, which is just great. But it's their credit you're building. Not yours. You want your your credit, credit card is tied to your SIN number. Mm. Like your credit score is tied to your SIN number. That's how they like verify your mm -hmm. credit score. Yep. And so it's important for you to be building credit uh, because the sooner you start building credit and the higher your credit score is, the more likely it is for you to get A, approved for loans and B, get those loans at a lower rate. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, you might not think that this is important now and this is like, a, oh, like I'll worry about this later. Mm -hmm. Actually, like one of the ingredients for investing is time. One of the ingredients for building your credit is time as well. Exactly. And exactly. when it comes time for you to get a mortgage or when it comes time for you to like get a car loan, yeah. uh, those one, two, three, four percent differences would end up costing you like tens of thousands of dollars yes. Yes. because you didn't start building your credit early enough. Exactly. Uh, especially as students... It's super easy way to build credit. If you, any of you have a student loan, that's a great way of getting credit because that's yeah. that's what we call good debt. Yeah. And that tells creditors that like, oh, this person's getting student loans to pay for their education. Mm -hmm. And as long as you pay it back within time and you don't get any penalties incurred, yep. that would help really help build your credit score. Yep. If you're not a student, just having a credit card and paying it off every month, never missing a payment, and just being very consistent with it is a really good way to let creditors know that you're a responsible person and you're able to borrow money. And most importantly, you're able to pay that money back when asked for. Well spoken, completely agree. Another aspect of credit cards that are super important are the points and the cashback that you get. Um, literally by spending money that you would have spent otherwise, you're getting money back in return. And it's really, really beneficial that you can take advantage of like the right credit card. Let's say when your income level can go up, you can get better credit cards. Paying for everything on debit or cash, it, you're shooting yourself in the foot because 
You're not getting anything back. You're not getting anything back. Even if it's a tiny little bit back, it's money you're spending otherwise, right? Like yeah. They're literally offering you, to, offering to give you back free money for using their services. And credit cards are fantastic as long as you pay them back every month. Yeah. So like you might be wondering, oh, why are credit cards offering me like money back or anything? Mm-hmm. Well, the point is that they want you to spend more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they get to a point where like you can't end up paying it mm-hmm. because the interest rate on like credit cards are, what, is like twenty five percent or something. It's ridiculous. You will get screwed like the first yeah. month you don't have it, and it's, and it's brutal. But like they know that how their business model knows is like there's just a small number of outliers. Like I don't know the statistics, but let's say ten percent of people or twenty percent of people can't pay their credit card debt. And all the money they make on those guys covers all the expenses for yeah. everyone else. So, and they get roped into just a cycle of like getting caught in credit debt. Exactly, exactly. Thankfully for us, unlike our parents who had to actually like go in and probably like pay the yes. or like mail in cash to like yes. pay the credit card off. Yeah. You have a fucking banking app on your phone. I know. So even more things. even more important than that, you can just set a, an automatic payment thing. I yep. never like actually physically pay for my credit card. I just yep. set the thing yep. that's like Pay for my credit card yes. on this date, whatever. Yes. yes. Um, I usually tend to keep my credit card limit under. Uh, what do you What do you try? Is Is thirty percent usage? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So I try to keep it at thirty percent of whatever it is. For mine, it's uh five hundred bucks. I try to keep my credit cards mm-hmm. under five hundred. Mm-hmm. I have two. Mm-hmm. So, and my credit card bill is due on the sixteenth of each month. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Yes. So on the fifteenth every month. From my savings account, a thousand dollars gets deducted, goes into my checking, yes. because my credit card bill is not going to be over a thousand dollars. And if mm-hmm. it is, like, I would know about it, and I, it's like a purchase that I would have had to approve, mm-hmm. and I'm conscious about that. Mm-hmm. That thousand dollars goes into my checking account, and then every sixteenth of the month, that thousand dollars goes from the checking to pay off my credit card bill, whatever that price is like at that time. Yep. Um, and, and I don't even have to think about it; it's fully automated. Exactly. Exactly. Um, when it come when it came to running my business and I, i've been running painting business for two years i use my credit cards for a lot of expenses and if you are you know to buy things that like you would have already paid money on especially things like especially like i don't know how rent I, you rent is usually e-transfer or something like that but like let's say if you're paying monthly bills you know let's say your phone bill etc um it's really great to use credit card because you're already spending that money, but now you're getting money back, right? Especially with business expenses. Like let's say I was buying paint for a customer. I'm not even paying for the paint. They're paying for the paint, but I'm reaping the rewards on that money that I spend. And like I have accumulated enough points where I think I can get like five or six plane tickets now. I can go travel for free because I literally just spent this money that I was going to spend anyways, and I have a lot of points. Um, and the type of credit card that you do does matter. So do a lot of research and see what, which ones you can qualify for. And it's it's great because I, the student ones, I, I have accumulated a good amount of points through those, but they take a lot longer. And as long as you can, like once you get to the higher credit cards, like they earn you a lot more points and it's super, super useful. Mm-hmm. Like I know I have a few friends who still use debit or use like some dog shit credit card where it's like, you know, just scene points and shit. Oh, I have like 50 movies. Okay, great. Mo- theaters are kind of closed. You can yeah. you can utilize credit cards based on what, like, I, I don't know where this concept came from, but like people told me like, oh, I only bank with like RBC because they're my bank. No, no, no. Yeah, you don't need RBC to do doesn't give a fuck yeah. about you. No, like no, no. My mom has like 
500 credit cards and yeah. she has credit cards from like every institution yeah i got i got tangerine yeah. i got fucking yeah. td yeah. i got yeah. rbc i got yeah. bad city yeah yeah, yeah. and exactly. um you might be wondering like oh what am i doing with all these credit cards or like oh mm-hmm. I'm crazy whatever no like each of these credit cards like they give me perks that other credit cards yes. won't do Exactly. So, for example, my Tangerine credit card, mm-hmm. I only use it when I'm shopping for groceries. Because for groceries, it gives me 3%, 2 or 3% cash back. Mm-hmm. And that might not seem like a lot, but let's say I spend $1,000 on groceries. I don't know however long that takes me. Mm-hmm. That's like 20, 30 bucks back. Yeah, for free. Yeah, for, for free. free. You're going to spend that yeah. already. Yep. I was going to spend it anyways. Yep. All I have to do is just use the orange card instead of like the other card. Yep. Um, just like that, like I have like an RBC rewards card that gives me points if I use it on like dining mm-hmm. out or yes. like it gives me like five times the points if I go dining out, watching movies or like mm-hmm. entertainment stuff. And a lot of them will actually have like really great perks like insurance and like yeah. the better ones have lounge benefits. I know my my Amex Cobalt card, I actually, they implemented this recently. They have, if you buy a mobile device, like a cell phone with it, they'll cover up to a thousand dollars for like insurance. Yeah, like theft or any, yeah. theft or anything, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Like I was like, shit, I didn't even need to buy my insurance for my yeah, phone. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So like things like that, it really like adds up and it saves your ass when you need to, mm-hmm. especially with travel insurance because especially if you're traveling to the States where those fucking dudes do not have like great healthcare coverage, you can get fucked. Like hospital can charge you. I've seen yeah. stories where like no, yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. used like a, just a solid credit card, like Amex or like RBC or whatever. And like their hospital bill was like 30K and their, their, their credit card insurance covered it. Like it was like, you know, 500 bucks or something like that, which is like life saving. Like imagine paying 30K on a hospital bill, right? Mm-hmm. It's insane. Um, so that's, that's um, really important to consider. And yeah. like, don't be lazy. It's not hard to, like yeah get a credit like not like we've rambled on about like half an hour about like personal finance stuff and a lot of people that i've talked to like a lot of my friends i've talked to like they always hit me with the excuse of like oh you know because you're in business school like yeah. you're, yeah. bro li- none of the things no, that we've talked about here we've talked about in any of my classes yeah. like in any yeah. i know some kids in business school who, have, who don't even have tfsa's and R's. yeah they don't yeah. know what that is and they don't yeah. really like yeah, yeah so like this is all just going on youtube Yes. Typing it up yes. and doing it. Yes. And I'm not saying like to dedicate like, I don't know, like five hours a day to like doing this. No, mm-hmm. like it could just be as simple as like if you're watching something or if you're like mm-hmm. cleaning your room or something instead of like just listening to That's music, right. which is not going to like teach you anything. That's right. Just put on like a, put on like a YouTube video about like what stocks are, how to trade it. Exactly. And I feel like on a deeper level, it's because nobody else is a stakeholder in your own wealth. You know what I mean? Like maybe your yes. parents, your parents have probably set you up with success. Maybe like they've had a TFSA in your name, you know, some, some savings, you know, account for you specifically when they retire, et cetera, whatever, but no one else you know, your friends, your teachers, they don't have like a personal interest in your wealth, Mm -hmm. right? And therefore it's up to you to care about it, right? Like no one is going to be like, yo man, like, you know, what you've been, you got to set up a TFS. Like no one's bugging you personally. Like no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So you have to give a shit about yourself. And a lot of people are like, you know, I, I, I know you specifically have, you know, Talk to a lot of people where they always want uh, the new iPhone, the new iPad. Oh my God. Don't get me started. Okay. You people know who you are, but like, I know fucking people buying like MacBook Pros, the best specs. It's like $3,000 machine to browse Google. Like, bro, what are you doing? And they don't. Are you just trying to spend three grand to flex on yourself? Like, but ironically, like almost everyone has that like same laptop, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like it's, it's, not, it's not really a flex. Like people, 
people make fun of me for like using like a Windows laptop or using like an Android phone or something. When I can, I have the same functionality you have, in some cases better, because I know how to use my devices. And at the end of the day, what? We're both using Google Docs to take fucking notes. Yeah. Like. That's true. That's true. Sure, you have a $3,000 machine that can do that. Cool. My $200 laptop can do the same. Yep. And, and a big part of personal finance is like spending habits, right? Yeah. Like personally, okay, I will admit I spend money like a motherfucker. Okay, I am very stupid with my spending, but... I will say I have the majority of my money invested and, and, you know, and and I'm happy with like the amount I have in. And that's like a lot that like, and you work hard to like spend the money that you did. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 60, 80 hours. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But, and I use credit cards, so I get a lot of it back. You know, Mm -hmm. that's why I've got like, you know, say six plane tickets waiting for me, me and my girlfriend once, you know, COVID's over, you know, uh, for me personally, I don't work hard as you, um, But I keep my spending habits in track by like trying to save money wherever possible. I think you're smart about it because like you work with what you got, but you're very like very like you'll do research before just yeah like dropping like doing doing research is able to save me so much money exactly exactly um the like I like buying so much tech off of like Facebook Marketplace and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll just buy just for fun, just because people don't know the value of what something is worth. Yeah. Just because they don't have like the research into it. That's right. You can just reach and like people think that like oh buying a used phone or oh buying a used laptop is bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, not like not at all, not at all. Dude, you're getting the same tech and it's able to do everything perfectly fine. Yep. It's able to run all the same programs. Yep. And it's completely fine. Like it works and yeah. you're saving literally thousands of dollars that's right sometimes. and the only reason why it's cheaper is because someone else has has their fucking skin cells on it man that's yeah it. That's like it. That's, it. that's it just clean it take some rubbing alcohol isopropyl alcohol <laughs> yeah kill fucking anything yeah exactly and what was that uh didn't you get your laptop for like 300 bucks yeah i got my it? yeah i got i got an hp specter laptop um it's like two thousand dollar laptop yeah it was a two thousand at the time when i got it, it was like a two thousand dollar laptop because it was the world's thinnest laptop at the time mm-hmm. And I got it for $300 because the lady that was selling it to me said it was broken. Mm-hmm. And uh, I immediately, I when I went to go and buy it from her, I just bought it because I just bought it because I thought it was a cool laptop. And I was like, okay, 300 bucks, yes. like I'll see if I can fix it. Yep. I just took it home. I just had to restart it <laughs> and it worked completely fine. I was like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's a sick laptop because yeah, every time I use it, I was like, damn, yo. Yeah, it's a nice bucks. laptop for 300 bucks. I know. Like you don't have to... I know a lot of people who like literally like save up their paycheck to like yes. buy like an iPad or yes. to like buy like the newest iPhone exactly. or buy like exactly like the newest MacBook or whatever. Yes. You don't need it like mm-hmm. like unless you're like a photo editor or like you're actually utilizing that technology to like its mm-hmm. utmost peaks, which mm-hmm. I can assure you, ninety percent like ninety nine percent of people are not doing yep. it. Yep, yep. You don't need it. An iPhone SE or an XR, for example, that's like the lowest model of an iPhone. Mm-hmm perfectly fine yeah. it has the same main camera as like uh the higher-end models yep like even the iphone 11 iphone 12 iphone 13 yep. they're technically lower end than like the iphone pro i know people who buy like the iphone pro max mm-hmm. I, they never use any of the features that come with it mm-hmm. and the main reason they buy it is because it's like a flex yep. it's it, it's like a stats symbol to show other people that's great if you have the money to spend on it but most of the time the people who are buying it are the people who don't have the money Exactly. To spend on exactly. it. Exactly. And imagine if you just invested that money. Yeah. Right. That's like, like that's like easily like a thousand dollars. Like I, I don't wanna like cherry pick stocks performance and stuff like that, because you know, 
past performance does not equal future performance, yada, yada. But like, if you put that money into Apple stock, instead of buying an Apple product, you know, you could have four, four times your money in the last few years, right? Shit like that, right? And then you can go buy all the iPhones you want, right? If you put $1,000 into a fund and it went up by, let's say 10%, mm -hmm. that's a hundred bucks. That's a hundred bucks. Right in your pocket and you did nothing. That's a hundred bucks. Yep. And you keep that hundred bucks in like, uh, yeah, and that's where compound growth yeah. can actually kick in to be useful, not that zero point zero five percent interest. Because you keep you. that one thousand one hundred now, and it grows exactly. by another ten percent, and that's one hundred and ten dollars. Yeah, that's one hundred and ten dollars, and you keep adding going. to it. It keeps going. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you were able to save up your money, um, or like invest your money, and you had so there's stocks that pay a dividend, right? And that's literally like guaranteed cash income from owning a stock, not because if it, if it went up or not because it went down, it's just literally guaranteed by the company. Like some companies will pay like, you know, 5% dividend, mm -hmm. RBC pays 3%, right? Imagine if you had a there million- There are even uh, REITs and REITs yes. are just like, in, like you own a share yeah. of like a real estate yes. like company, mm -hmm. which you're basically getting money from rent. Imagine if you had, let's say someone paying a 10% dividend, let's just yeah. say that. And you had a million dollars. That's a hundred K every year. Yeah. You had a million dollars. And million dollars, oh, that's so much. Well, a house in Vancouver is like yeah. two million nowadays. Like we were talking you just mentioned earlier how like uh billionaires, like super wealthy people, yeah. they're okay with like not beating the market. Yeah. They're okay with like yeah. five, six percent returns. Yeah, that's because a million dollar a million dollars and you get like five percent, that's fifty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. And imagine like that on a billion. Yeah. Right? That's insane. That's yeah. so much money. And it's like they, they don't care because it's just so much money. People like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, they're not rich because they make a high salary, right? They're Their salary is actually not that they're, high. Yeah. It's dog shit. Like, um, I've known of C CEOs that just get like $1 as yeah, their like yeah. salary. They, they take, I yeah. think Mark Zuckerberg takes a dollar. Yeah. Or something he takes like a dollar, but yeah. like most of his like payment comes from stock and compensation. Yep. Yep. So all the stocks that he gets of, you know, his own company, et cetera, that shit is. The real money, right? Money hitter, mm -hmm. and he sells like a few shares. You know, a few shares to him is like ten thousand shares, etc. Boom, you know, he can go buy a fucking yacht, right? And so, like, a lot of people think that, like, oh, you make a specific dollar figure per hour. Oh, I, I, I'm rich now. I make, you know, I make thirty dollars an hour. Oh yeah, like I'm, you can I'm make rich. thirty dollars an hour, but if you're spending like fifty dollars an hour, yeah. you're just getting nothing. Exactly. Exactly. There's so many stories of like famous athletes that end up in debt after their playing careers are over because they didn't know how to save and they just continued on with their like extravagant lifestyle yep and it's it's sad yeah I'll, because a lot of those players they they didn't get the education and the that's training right. that's guided them that's right yeah. and then, like i said nobody has a stakeholder in their personal wealth right like their agents got to get paid at the end of the day right all the people that work with them got to get paid they don't really care how wealthy you are. Yeah, right? you they just care about getting paid. Getting paid, that's yeah. right. And like, it's hard, unless it's your own family, it's hard to run into someone who genuinely cares like, hey, be smart with your money. Like, what are you doing? Hey, you should do this. And like, that's for like the sole like good of you and not just because they have an interest. And so it's pretty important that um, you realize that education is super, super important. Like, like, he, like Afgore said, when these basketball players transfer from a status of like, you know, there's some nobody kid in Brooklyn or whatever, yeah. and they become like a multimillionaire, make $10 million a year kind of person, and they're blowing all of it, right? They got like, you know, Because suddenly they Rolexes have access to like all this money. Yeah, exactly. And like, they're not 
properly maintaining mm-hmm. their wealth and their. And on a smaller scale, I feel like that's how many of our friends yes. and like even me, for example, like when you get that like nice job that's like paying like what twenty five, twenty six an hour, mm-hmm. you get that nice little paycheck at the end of the day, comes yeah. with a little bonus. You're like, oh, yeah. oh, I'm gonna treat myself. I'm gonna go yeah. out here and there. Yeah, yeah. And but the thing, like, it's okay to like treat yourself, and it's okay to like you know spend money. Like yeah. you've earned that money. Yeah, exactly. But also like just be smart about it mm-hmm. and. Know that the money you're spending now isn't only affecting you now, but it's also affecting your future self. Yep, future self and your future family, right? Like, if you plan on retiring at a normal age, like sixty-five, like who's work? You're not working after sixty-five. You mm-hmm. gotta have some wealth in you. And like, if you're just leaving your money under your mattress, like a savings account is equivalent to leaving your money under the mattress, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, zero point zero five percent is not gonna do anything for you. So if you're just gonna do that, you're gonna be poor as shit in the future. And it's not your fault. It's it's inflation, right? But it's that's just how the world unfortunately works with 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 the fiat currency that that we're using, um, and it's um, there was another point. Yeah, there was another point that I wanted to add, but I, it's skipping my mind. Do you have anything else? Save save for the next one. Uh, we've rambled on a lot, but just these are some closing important talks. Oh oh oh, oh yes, I know what I was gonna say. Okay, very quickly, um, I want to put into perspective like. I the, I think the ideal guideline when I started learning like financial education and stuff, it was like everyone should save twenty percent of their paycheck. Mm-hmm. That's super important. Um, if you can at least do that, that's great. Like imagine if you had twenty percent of your paycheck every time you invested it, saved it properly, and I'm not talking about just having it in your savings. Like imagine the results you'd have over five years. Ooh, that's that's a really good point. So yeah. I do, I save fifty percent. Yep, me too. I save a lot. I save yeah. like. 60 to 75 yeah i say 50 percent, and then the other 50 percent is what i used to like like uh probably like 30 to 40 percent of that would be my like living expenses Mm -hmm. and then the 10 percent that i have left over that's my like fun money or whatever Mm -hmm. and sometimes i might not have enough to like do things sometimes i can't afford to like go on a trip or whatever Mm -hmm. because i'm i have to save Mm -hmm. and that's just the reality of it Mm -hmm. but at least his money is working for him Mm -hmm. and that that's the you know overarching point is take care of your finances do a little more research because literally like the, your life will depend on it. Yeah. Right? And it's like, it's good to consider the ramifications of what you're doing. This should really be taught in like high school. We were lucky enough to take yes. like a money management course in high yes. school. This should be mandatory in high school, but unfortunately yeah. it is not. And it's mm-hmm. not even like we, a lot of this is not fucking useless. Yeah. And a lot of this isn't taught in like business school as you would think, because this, like, like I said, nobody has this has it. nothing to do with personal wealth. That's right. Everything in business school is about making the company that you go and yes. work for or like making value for Ma- other making people. Making other people money. Yeah. It's not making yourself money. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I think we'll wrap it up there. I think this was a very insightful podcast. Any other takeaways before we call it a night? Uh, stop buying useless shit. Or if you're going <laughs> to buy useless shit, at least have a rationale for it. Yes. If you're going to buy the latest and greatest tech stuff, Please give me a reason other than, oh, it's got three cameras so people know I have an iPro Max or yes. some shit like yes. that. Like, or at least use it. Yeah. My, my defense when I buy useless stuff is like if it can be held as an asset. Okay. Like I spend a stupid amount on like watches, but I can tell you that they've gained me more appreciation. Oh, bro. Cash. I respect people that buy sneakers because those yeah. people like, they take, care of, yeah, they take care of the too. sneakers. It, it appreciates. Yeah. It appreciates. Sil- they resell that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's a silly market, but like. Something like that where you can enjoy it, but also like you can have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. Where like, oh, you buy something you like, but it also appreciates in value because of some rarity or something. But don't use this as an excuse to just go ahead and yeah. like buy whatever the fuck you want and be like, yes. oh, it's a physical asset. I'm going to hold on to it until it appreciates. Yes. That's not yes. how it works. Yes. Um, 
yeah, save your money, be smart about it, do your research. Awesome. Do your fucking research because you're like your future self is literally gonna thank you like so much. Awesome, awesome. All right, we'll wrap it up there. This has been a work in progress podcast uh, with Afgar and Picard. This is a podcast about business, mindset, and personal growth. Have a great night. See you in a month. <laughs>